I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. I love the way it touches the mind, the body, the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo.
the Lord, St. Matthews. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, St. Matthews. Are we ready Praise to worship this morning? Hallelujah. How many of you know he's worthy of all the praise, glory, and honor? The Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end. Amen? Father, we thank you for allowing us one more opportunity to come here and just utter the name Jesus this morning. And thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. We give you praise, glory, and honor, Lord. We thank you for the knowledge of Jesus so that we may thank worship you, him in spirit and in truth this morning, Lord. We thank you for the trials, the tribulations, thank the you, storms, Lord. the hard times, because they have only come to make us strong. And regardless yeah. of what goes on, our response is hallelujah. hallelujah. You're our redeemer. Hallelujah. hallelujah. We hallelujah. worship you this morning, Lord. Lord, we thank you for the, the shepherd of this flock, the under-shepherd, Pastor Gordon. We thank you for his thank leadership, you, Lord. Lord. We thank you for everything that he's done to make sure that he's leading in the way that you would have him to lead, Lord. We ask that you continue to strengthen him strengthen as he recovers, him, Lord. Lord. We thank you for him, Lord. We thank you for allowing us to be great stewards and doers of your word and not just hearers only, Lord. We ask that you touch somebody who is outside of the ark of salvation, Lord. We ask that you touch somebody. We ask that something that we do, that you work through us, that we may help lift the name of Jesus, that you may draw all men unto you, Lord. We will give you all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Somebody celebrate the name of Jesus this morning. Do you love him? Hallelujah. Come on. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Hallelujah. God's been good. Hallelujah. It's so beautiful to see you all here. This song says, let go and let God have his way. Soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story is. When I let go and I let God have his way. How many know that? You got to let go and let God have his way. You can't handle it on your own. Hallelujah. I couldn't seem to fall asleep. There was so much on my mind. Searching for that peace. But the peace I could not find. So then I kneel down to pray, praying, help me please. And he said, you don't have to cry, cause I'll supply all your needs. Soon as I stop worrying, worrying how the story ends, when I let go. When I let God Come on, I know y'all know this song Let him have That's when things start happening When I stop looking at back when Oh, when I let go When I let God Let him have Can't find my way, yeah. And often. 
times I struggle, I struggle from day to day. I had to realize that it's not my battle, it's not my battle to fight. I had to know if I put it in your hands, that everything will be alright.
Gotta let him have his way. Let go and let God have his way. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes. Song says.
Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord. Let's give him a hand clap of praise. For he is a good God. He is a kind God. Jesus Christ. Bless his name. What's wrong with this mic? We need this mic. Is the mic okay? Is the mic on? Let us bless the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. Let me just tell you, when a man is born again, he is taking a good step. When a man walks in his way, which God directs him, he's taking a good step. When a man studies the Bible and shows himself through, he's taking a good step. When a man prays the Lord Jesus Christ, that a step is a good man. I'm coming to tell you, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I tell you, you can't do no wrong when you're taking the steps of a good man. I tell you, he's a faithful God. He's a kind God. Bless his holy name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For we love his name. His name is Lord Jesus Christ. The packet said, but the Lord is in his holy temple. And all of the earth keep silent before him. Now we will have scripture. Psalm 37 by Minister Mike Brown. Good morning, good morning, St. Matthews. Hey, this morning's uh, scripture will come out, the book of Psalm, chapter 37, verses 23 and 24. And for some, the book of Psalm is in the Old Testament. Psalm 37, verses 23 and 24. And it reads as follows. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. May the Lord add a blessing to the hearing and doers of his word. We will now have prayer by Deacon Armstead. Good morning, St. Matthews. Let's pray. Dear Lord, as we humble ourselves, as we approach your throne of grace, Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity. We thank you for this beautiful day, a day we've never seen before. Lord, we just ask that you would step in. We welcome your presence, Lord. We ask that you continue to bless our pastor, Pastor Gordon, Lord, that you would uh, order his steps, Lord. We ask that you would continue to bless him, heal him, strengthen him, bring him back to us. Lord, we ask that uh, you would just take care of him and his family, Lord. We thank him for his guidance, his teaching, his training, Lord, that we are able to carry on, Lord. We just thank you again for that. Lord, we ask that you would 
continue to bless our church, our congregation, all, all the families, all the individuals, Lord. Those that are sick and shut in, bless them. Heal them if it's your will, Lord. Those that are breathed this morning, we ask that you would comfort their spirits. But we're going to ask that you would bless this service today, Lord. Just uh, those that are presenting, those that are teaching, Lord, we just ask that you would have them to teach with clarity and understanding. Lord, we thank you again for this day. It's in the name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. 
to our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon, Sr. Amen. We bring you greetings from the name that's above all names, and that name is Lord Jesus Christ. I come to tell you that we had a conference call with Pastor uh, Thursday afternoon, and he's doing very well. And we thank all of you for your prayers and your supplications. Just continually keep our pastor and his family in prayer. Amen? Amen. Keep him in your prayer. He'll be back soon. Amen? Amen. But we have to pray for him and his family. Amen? Amen? He's good. Now, next Sunday, next Sunday, it is daylight savings time again. So we spring forward one hour, and please remember to turn your clocks ahead one hour next Sunday. Unless you want to get here an hour early, so we just say turn them ahead. And please be advised that a homegoing service for Lieutenant Colonel Richard T. Fortune has been scheduled for this Tuesday, uh, March 5th, 2024. The viewing is 9 a.m., The service will start promptly at 10 a.m. And Richard was the brother of Pastor Fortune, a former member of St. Matthew's and senior pastor of Faith Baptist Temple in Williamstown, New Jersey. Amen? Please keep the family in prayer. Do we have any visitors this morning? Any visitors? If you're here, just raise your hand. 
uh, we have the ushers. To, amen. Thank God for you. Let's give them a hand clap. Just keep your hands raised, and the usher will bring you a, uh, a dress card. And if you are without a church home, we ask that you would join St. Matthew's when the, we make the call to salvation. Amen? Amen. Amen. Our senior pastor, uh, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon Sr., has set the spiritual table this morning with fruit, leeks, and honey. So following our offering, I will explain what's on that table. And now it is offering time. And God loves a cheerful giver. Can't be God-given no matter how hard you try. My Lord to thee. I just saw my wife. She just showed up. Thank you, Lord. Mm. My, 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 my. Uh, We will be taking up one offering only and give as the Lord has blessed you. And with just one offering, just remember where the tithe is. Tithe is a tenth. If you make $1,000 a week, God gets the first hundred. If you make $700 a week, God gets the first $70. If you make $200 a week, God gets the first 20 Give as God has blessed you, and you will never be without. Amen? Amen. Quiet. Jonah! 
That choir is on fire this morning. Let's give his choir a hand clap. Ushers, deacons, thank you, Lord. Understand? All things. Things come up Let's give the Lord another hand clap. Lord is good, and his mercy endures forever. As I had said uh, just briefly, our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, has set the spiritual table this morning with the fruit, leeks, and honey. And following uh, individuals will be able to deliver that spiritual food this morning. We have six individuals that will come before you. The first individual will be Dr. Kenya Jones. Amen. Dr. Jones, she's a teacher of our young adult ministry. Our second uh, server or speaker will be Sister Barbara Ong. Sister Arnold is a teacher of our young adult Bible enhancements. The third speaker will be Minister Ed Arnold. Amen. Minister Ed Arnold, he teaches our 100 series discipleship classes. Our fourth speaker will be Sister Tanya Murphy. Sister Murphy teaches women Bible studies right here in the sanctuary. Amen? And some of, I noticed that some of the men are in this women's Bible study. If you, just let the women have their own Bible study. And we have a class for you downstairs. Amen? Amen. Now the fifth speaker that we will have will be our own Reverend Gary Tunstall. Now, Reverend, Reverend Tunstall is an elite teacher. He teaches couples that are anticipating marriage. And most of them do graduate. And some of them, when he finishes the teaching, they realize they weren't ready for marriage. All right? But that's a good thing. That's a good thing. And finally, we have our sixth speaker. He will be Reverend Roy Walker. And Reverend Walker teaches our 100, 200, and 300 series discipleship classes. Amen? And they all will come in the order uh, that uh, I called them. 
And if we could have the choir to have it, they are, they are scheduled for their times. They know what time they have. And if we could have a short one by our choir before they come, it would be graciously appreciated. Amen? Come on, let's give the Lord another hand. You got to be pleased with our senior pastor. Our senior pastor set all of this up. I'm just a spokesperson. Amen? Amen. Let's 
talk, dear his father. Dear his father, privilege. Amen. We love you and we are praying for you. Amen. To the ministers and deacons. Amen. To my husband, Reverend Jones. To each and every one of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Our topic is God orders our steps. Amen. God orders our steps. Amen. And I praise God for this topic because if there was ever a time in which we needed God to order our steps, it's now. Amen. It's now. It's now. Just look around. Look at the corruption. Look at the corrosion. Look at the carnality that plagues our current culture. Amen. Amen. Not only is it prevalent in the world, but it has crept in and is now crippling the church. If there was ever a time in which we needed God to order our steps, it's now. It's now. It's now. And so the question is, how can we, those of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, how can we better posture ourselves? How can we better get in position? How can we get in place so that God can order our steps? Amen. The answer to that question is found in the word of God. Amen. It's found in the word of God. We're going to look at Psalms 25. Amen. Psalms 25. Lord, help us in the name of Jesus. Psalms 25. It was written by David, also known as the man after God's own heart. Amen. Here, David, he's seeking, amen, guidance from God. Amen. So he can help us. Amen. Get in the right place and positioned so that God can order our steps. Amen. Our first point is found in verses one through three. And that's that David depended on the Lord. Amen. For the sake of time, I'm only going to lift up verse two. Amen. Verse two says, oh my God, I trust 
in thee. Amen. Here, David is letting us know, amen, that he's not trusting in his family. He's not trusting in his friends. He's not trusting in his finances. David is trusting totally in the Lord. Amen. If we're going to get in a position where God can order our steps, we too must learn to trust in the Lord. Isn't that what the word tells us? Proverbs 3 says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct our path. Amen. If we're going to get in a place where God is ordering our steps, we've got to like David first depend on the Lord. But not only did David depend on the Lord, but secondly, he was dedicated to the doctrine of the Lord. Look at verses four and five. Verse four and five, it says, show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. Amen. Here, David is stressing how important it is for us to know God's will in God's ways. Amen. And we need to know that we learn God's will in God's ways through spending quality time in God's word. Amen. In God's word. Amen. Second Peter chapter two. It says as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word. Amen. Amen. Many of us, amen, are not in place and position for God to order our steps because we're not spending quality time in the word of God. Amen. But if we're going to be in the place and position where God can order our steps, amen, not only must we be dependent on the Lord like David, but next he was dedicated to the doctrine of the Lord. But thirdly and finally, he discussed his disobedience uh, with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Look at six and seven Psalms 25. It says, remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindness, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. Here David is discussing his disobedience with the Lord. Ah, he's confessing his sins. He's confessing his sins. Amen. One of the reasons that we are not in position and in the place where God can order our steps. Amen. Is because we're not, we have unconfessed sin in our lives. Amen. We look good today. Amen. But John 1, 1 said, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ah, hallelujah. I like to lift out the fact that before David actually confesses his sins, uh, he, he first reflects on the mercy of God. Look at verse six. He says, remember, oh Lord, the tender mercies, ah, and the loving kindness. Amen. David, David, he's, he's first reflecting on the mercies of almighty God. Amen. That's a good practice. Amen. Prior to confessing his sins, he reflects on God's mercy. Amen. It lets us know we're in a safe place. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, mercy is what we don't get what we deserve. Amen. Ephesians 2 said that God is rich in mercy. Amen. And so one of the ways we can reflect on God's mercy is through scripture. But there's another way we can reflect on God's mercy, and that's through song. Song 
to my Heavenly Father for ordering my steps. I'm grateful for the best pastor and preacher Ed and I have ever sat under. I knew within 15 minutes of pastor's teaching the first time I was here that God was directing, ordering my path to St. Matthew's. God orders our steps. Easter is coming, where our phenomenal ministers will be preaching about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. I, though, am going to take this opportunity to teach about the death, burial, and resurrection from a woman's point of view. In the book of Luke, we must start our story about women in chapter 8, 15 chapters before the crucifixion. This is where many women, followers, disciples, that's what they were, of Jesus, they're mentioned. In fact, three women are given names, Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Susanna. This is in so extraordinary in the time of Jesus, for women had very few rights. They could be divorced for a minor infraction. They could not act as witnesses in court, nor were they ever written about in secular historical accounts. It was so bad for women that men would pray, thank you, God, that I was not born a woman. Yet women were included as Jesus' followers. God ordered the steps to the cross where the apostles were absent. The women were there, but the apostles weren't. The women became the observers and witnesses to the details of the crucifixion. They heard the religious leaders sneering at Jesus. They heard the soldiers mocking Jesus. 
They heard the first criminal hurling abuse at Jesus. They could testify of the second criminal who was promised by Jesus that he would be in paradise that day. Later, when the people and the gospel writers would ask, what happened at the cross? The women could tell them. God ordered the steps of the women to the burial place where Joseph of Arimathea placed Jesus into his own tomb and a stone was rolled at the entrance. The women were the ones who could later tell the apostles where the empty tomb was. God ordered the steps of the women on the third day to see the empty tomb and hear the message of the angels who said to them, Why do you look for the uh, living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. John tells us that Jesus first appeared to a woman, Mary Magdalene. Women were so little thought of that if the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus were made up, no women would have been included. It would have been reported that the men were at the crucifixion. Only men would have seen where he was buried. Only men would have been at the empty tomb first. That the Bible record tells us that God ordered the steps of women to be at the death, burial, and resurrection shows that the story is authentic. God ordered the steps of most of you people in St. Matthew's to the cross where you receive forgiveness of sins and eternal life by grace through faith. For some of you, God ordered your steps today to St. Matthew's so that you can come to the cross for salvation. And then God will continue to order your steps. Good morning, St. Matthews. First, I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ for saving me. Why he saved a wretched Marine like me, I don't know. But I'm oh so glad he did. Secondly, I want to thank our great, powerful preacher, teacher, evangelist, pastor, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon for his faithfulness to our Lord Jesus Christ, for his faithfulness to St. Matthew's Baptist Church, his faithfulness to his wife and his children. Thank you, Pastor, and oh, how we miss him. Thirdly, I want to thank my wife, Barbara, for 52.11 years, (laughs) Reverend McNair, in our marriage. He knows what I mean. My subject this morning is God orders our steps. Now, I thought about Abram. I thought about Joseph. I thought about David, whom Sister Kenya spoke of. And I thought about Paul. 
all godly men whose steps were ordered by God. But I chose to talk about a pair of individuals whose steps were ordered by God. Two people I'm well qualified to talk about. I'm talking about Barbara and Ed Arnold. And our journey here to St. Matthew's Baptist Church. My second title would be How God Used My Wife in Ordering Our Steps. Now, clear this. I first started visiting St. Matthew's Church 25 years ago without Barbara. I would get to my church 15 minutes late after being here. And my friend's wife who he was a reverend pastor at that time, would come up to me secretly and say, been visiting St. Matthew's again, huh? (laughs) And I said, yeah. Okay? So, I just uh, would get there 15 minutes late, and she would say that to me. And I would bring home the Sunday SMBC Church Bulletin and put it with my Bible, I believe it was in the kitchen. Little did I know, my wife was reading pastor's sermon summary, summary of the previous week's message, okay? Little did I realize that one day she would be writing the pastor's summary. I couldn't believe it, okay? Then one day out of the blue, she asked me, is this what he preaches? I said, yes, it is. And she said, this is good stuff. I said, I know it's good stuff. And I wanted to hear Pastor Gordon preach. And after I heard Pastor Gordon's preaching, I was hooked. Okay? We had been married at that time approximately 28 years and never did we hear a warning about hell and that you must be born again. We also didn't hear any evangelistic messages from our pastor. I was overjoyed at the preaching I heard at St. Matthew's Church 25 years ago. When I knew we had to leave our church, I cried because we had been very active in our church. I cried out to God, Where will we worship at, Lord? And my wife cried. How will my wife take our leaving? How many people would we hurt by leaving our church? I didn't know. My good friend, who was a reverend at our church, asked me, Where are you going? I said, I don't know. And then he said to me, If you don't know where you're going, then maybe God is not directing your steps. But I knew I had to leave. And I left. We left. And my wife crying. My children were upset with me, all four of them, because I was taking their mother out of her church and taking her somewhere that we didn't know. Okay, so the first Wednesday night after leaving our church, I said to Barbara, I said, "Hun, 
we haven't missed a Wednesday night in years. Now, we can stay home or we can visit a church if you want. What she said to me blew me away. She completely caught me off guard. She said, why don't we visit St. Matthew's Baptist Church? And I said, oh my. I said, oh my. I was surprised. Okay, now you must realize white folks are a little bit more reserved in worship than black folks. For example, take, take Reverend Roy Walker, for example. Okay? Take Reverend Roy. Okay? So after the Wednesday night service, we went out the east door. We got in our vehicle. I turned to her and I said, what did you think? She said to me, do I have to tell you? I thought, oh, no, here it comes. But she connected with Pastor Gordon teaching on the whiteboard right down here on doctrine. She really connected with him. Okay? Well, needless to say, we joined St. Matthew's, and now we are members of 22 years. And this is our happy place. Our happy place. St. Matthew's Church family, from my heart, I want to thank you, all of you, for loving Barbara and me the way you have. We love this place. Thank you. God bless. And we do love the Arnolds. Amen, 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 amen. Ooh, I wish I had time to tell more stories. Order my steps in your word, dear Lord. Lead us, guide us every day. Send your anointing, Father, I pray. Order our steps in your word. In your name, Jesus, amen. Right before I came up, Reverend Jackson whispered, say something nice about pastor. It's a lot to stand in his pulpit. So I'm going to go with some authenticity as well. Pastor, I know you're watching. And if you were here, you probably would make some comment about my hair. And so I want you to know what a privilege it is to stand in your pulpit, me and my Afro puff. Amen, amen, amen. I thank you for a pastor that can deliver the rightful word and also have a sense of humor. We love you, pastor. That's the good news. That's what I have nice to say. I love you, and I thank you for the privilege. I also see you, husband. And I thank you, and I love you. Okay, I have five minutes. I've been asked to speak for five minutes, so let's get to it. My subtitle is From Baby Steps to Solid Steps, Multiple Steps at a Time. I like to share this illusion. If you could just bear with me for a second. I like to share an illustration 
of how it is when we take a step without God and when we take a step with God. Without God, it's one step at a time. And with God, it's multiple steps at a time. Starting at one and comparing our steps at a time to God's multiple steps at a time. I'd like you to take this journey with me in this illustration. One plus one step equals two. But in God, one times one is one. So on our own, it looks like we're winning on our own. At one, we get to step two. Two plus two is four. Two times two is four. And so at this step, we're asking ourselves, hmm, seems a little equal to live life with God and to live life without God. Why should I come to church when I could just watch it online? Why should I serve? Why should I pray? Those are baby steps. But brothers and sisters, by the time we get to step three, three plus three is six. Three times three is nine. Four plus four is eight. Four times four is 16. So forth and so on. Psalm 37, 23 through 24 that we've already read says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholds him with his hand. As we move from baby steps to solid steps ordered by Christ Jesus, I can't help but think about last week's message from Minister Leroy, pointing to Jonah. Jonah's first step, it says in the word, now the word of the Lord came to Jonah saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it, for their evil has come up before me. Jonah's step two. Jonah took a baby step, and he turned away from the presence of the Lord, fleeing to Tarshish, away from the place God had ordered him to go. And Jonah's step three, Jonah found himself tossed aboard and in the belly of a fish. We see in that illustration a few minutes ago that when we get to three, the ordering in the steps begins the process of far exceedingly abundantly above All we can ask or think in Christ Jesus, there is significance in three. Not only did God order those women to get to the tomb on the third day, Jesus rose on the third day. And here in the book of Jonah, it was after spending three days in the belly of the fish, there was a shift. And we see that Jonah prayed to his Lord, his God, it says in the text. That's personal. That's intimate. And he prayed while still in the belly of the fish. And he said, I called out to the Lord out of my distress. And he answered me from baby steps to solid steps. There's so much to learn from the story of Jonah. 
and it starts with trust. Just like Sister Kenya read, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Christ and he shall direct your path. God orders our steps while we are busy ordering DoorDash and ordering Amazon and ordering shoes, ordering drinks. God is ordering peace, but not just any peace, the peace that passes all understanding. God is busy ordering fruitfulness and not just any fruitfulness, the fruitfulness that shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither and whatsoever he does shall prosper. While we're busy ordering up stuff and adding step by step, God is multiplying his steps and ordering up joy and not just any joy. He's ordering up the kind of joy that will have us standing to our feet and clapping our hands saying, now unto him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Unto him be glory in the church of Christ Jesus through all ages to the without end. Amen and amen and amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we humbly bow before your throne of grace. God, we are so grateful, Lord, this morning that you woke us up, starred us on our way. And Lord, we thank you to come to the house of worship. And Lord, we ask, Lord, for forgiveness of our sins, thought, word, motive, deed, attitude. Hide, us, hide your preacher behind the cross. We lift up our pastor before you. We thank God for him. Pray that you would bring strength and healing to his body. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Church, say amen. Church, amen again. First, giving honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in the absence of my pastor, I want to thank Pastor Gordon for this opportunity to stand before the people of God to declare the word of God. I thank God for what we, our eyes have seen and ears have heard already. Let's give these speakers a hand clap. Amen. I truly thank God for Pastor Gordon. Um, certainly, yes, Reverend Arnold said we do miss him. Um, I can't wait till he comes back. Um, certainly pray for pastor day to day and, um, thank God for the teaching that we receive here at St. Matthews. Amen. I want to thank God for my wife this morning. Um, thank you, babe, for your prayers. Um, thank God for 29 going on 30 years. I ain't there yet, but, uh, I will by the grace of God. Amen. Lord spare life real quick. Psalm, uh, 119. Um, one verse. Are you with me? 119, 133. All right. 119, 133. Here we go. Order my steps in thy word and let not iniquity have dominion over me. I'd like to use this thought real quick this morning. Order steps. One of the most fascinating devices that many that we're familiar with is known as a GPS. 
It's a device that's extraordinary in its function, allows us to get the step-by-step information, time that we have to get there, and how many miles it will to be to get there, all to hear that you've arrived at your destination. It is so often that we make the wrong turns, we miss our exits, we hear the voice of recalculating, and in a similar sense, God has a destination and a plan for our lives. To us that are saved and born again, we have a built-in GPS. The difficulty we find is there's unexpected detours, delays, not knowing or seeing the entire map, but we do know that we have the Word of God. The world system is designed to offer you and I quick solutions. We find there are voices everywhere trying to convince you and I what to think, how to act, what to believe, how to define truth. And what we have is a satanic system in full effect. Very familiar text that you and I hold dear, especially in a time like this, is Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To bring you to an expected end. Don't stop there. Go to step verse 12. Then shall you call upon me. And you shall go and pray unto me. And I will hearken unto you. And you shall seek me and find me. When you search with me with all your heart. Let me take that back inductive. There's a seeking. Amen. There's a supplication. And then he orders our steps. 13, 12, and 11. But here in verse, in chapter, in Psalm, excuse me, 119, 105, it's helpful for you and I to know that there, in 129 to verse 136, there's a devotion to God's word. There's a directive to God's will, and there's deliverance in the warfare. A devotion to God's word. Order my steps in your word. And let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Allowing God to order our steps as we are ushered into his presence. He fulfills his plans, his design specifically for you and I before the foundation of the world. Steps that were formulated in our own because of lack of knowledge or rebellion will always lead to destruction. Proverbs 16.9, a man's heart devises a way. But the Lord directs his steps. Our plans, our plans, they seem to work. They look appealing. They sound spiritual. But when they fall and falter, the hurt and the pain is indescribable. Our will is not God's best for our life. This is why Jesus said in John 14, 26, The Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I've said unto you. Psalm 119 is an extended meditation for the revealing factors of the law. We find a classic verse that stands, How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed thereto according to the word. Your word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The psalmist makes it clear that our knowledge of God and our ability to live in the world 
that is based upon divine exposure to the truth of God's word where we actively live out the precepts of his word. The wonderful truth is God has spoken and he has a trustworthy record in his word. Look at David's life. David, as it was spoken, he says in verse 25, chapter in, in 25, I've been young, but now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. The Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.13, that the Lord stays faithful in spite of our faithlessness. It's a boast of God's word, but it's a directive of God's will. David looks back over his life. He remembers many times that he can see how God ordered his steps. Perhaps we remembered how the Lord helped him to kill a bear, kill a lion, trying to steal his father's sheep. No doubt he remembered how the Lord helped him to defeat an enormous giant called Goliath. Part of this remembering is how the Lord's faithful during those many years. David had to live in the wilderness, in the caves, while Saul was chasing him. Remember, the day finally became when he became king. Over a decade had passed and David looks back and realized how the Lord was directing his steps. The Bible said, he who calls you is faithful and will surely do it. I'm sure David remembered God's faithfulness when he fell into sin. During the difficult time, David realized that God was chastening him. His hand was heavy upon him. Through the ups and downs, the good times and the bad times, mountaintops, valley lows. David always remembers that God was ordering his steps. David said the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. When I look at this picture, I'm kind of remembered that the story of Joseph. Joseph had to go from the pit to the prison to the palace. And God orders our steps. How can God take a boy like me from a crack house to the church house? How can God take a boy like me who rides up and down 322 back in the early 80s drinking and drugging and put him in a church and preach the word? Only God can order your steps. Psalms 1. Blessed is the man that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit with the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. Did you ever stop and pause and look at that for a moment? The Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. In other words, I don't go to unsaved people for my wisdom. The Bible says there is there's safety in the multitude of counselors. Are you with me? So in other words, he says, I don't walk toward them, I don't stand and listen to them, and I sure enough ain't sitting down with them. It's right there, Psalm 1. So what happens is, the Bible says that he delights himself in the Lord. It's a devotion to God's will, directed to God's will, but there's a deliverance in the warfare. Here we go. Right here down at the bottom. I told you, verse 129 and 136 captures all this. He says, make your face shine upon thy servant. Teach me thy statutes. Rivers of water run down my eyes because they don't keep your law. But there's a deliverance in the warfare. I want you to know that. Are you all with me? In this battlefield of life, 
We got to prepare ourselves for battle. In order that you and I fight the good fight of faith, we've got to know the word of God. Growing intimate with the God of the word. The psalmist makes a plea. Order my steps in your word. Don't allow iniquity to have dominion over me. I come to tell you this morning that in order for you and I to have victory and stand on the promises of God, which are yea and amen, the word of God who will fight for us in order to order our steps according to his word. The psalmist reminds me that all things are working together for the good, for those that love God and are called according to the purpose. The psalmist reminds me that greater is he that's in me than he that's of the world. The psalmist helps me to remember, be confident of this very thing. He which hath begun a good work in you will keep on doing it until the day of Jesus Christ. I come to tell you, when your steps are ordered, we have peace in a time of storm. When your steps are ordered, we find that he's refuge and strength. A very present help in a time of need. When your steps are ordered, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt, He will never leave us nor forsake us. When your steps are ordered, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. When your steps are ordered, He's got your back. He's got your front. He's got your side. He's ordering your steps. That's why the Bible says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. As I close, I'm reminded of a person who stepped down through 42 burden generations. He stepped into time, born of the, of the Virgin Mary. His name is Jesus. But I'm reminded of the steps to Golgotha. He took those steps for you and I. He climbed up Golgotha's hill. They nailed him to a cross. He died. Didn't he die? He died for our sins. But he rose on the third day with all power in his hand. Jesus, all I can say is thank you for ordering my steps. Thank you for giving me life. Thank you for giving me salvation. Thank you. Give you unto my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to my, my pastor, Pastor Gordon. In all truth, um, I miss my pastor. I mean, I, I really do. I miss his present, him here, seeing him, his smile. You know, I just miss my pastor. 
I did. I, I can't wait for him to come back. I pray for him. I would call more often, but um, I don't really want to bother him as much with everybody else. But um, public, I'm going to say, past I mission. Let us pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, have your way today, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you order all of our steps. And we thank you for the good, the bad, and even the ugly. Because we know you ordered them, Lord God. It's in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, I, I was watching TV. And as I was watching TV, I, I saw this movie of the slave owner. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I got to do story. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I mean, I, y- y'all start laughing. I didn't even get to the punchline. My God, today. <laughs> but as I was watching this movie, all right, the slave owner told his man to go and get all my slave. He went to another area and all the runaway slaves, he grabbed them, put them in chains and bring them back. Mothers, fathers, children in chain. Every step that they took back and back to an area of bondage. And when they got to the bondage, he said, y'all follow my orders. And as they did, some of them made mistakes. They did things wrong and they were whoop and whoop and whoop. And the slave owner had the audacity to say, I can do what I want to do with my slave. They are my property. So he took them and did whatever he wanted. And he had the audacity to say, I'm a good Christian man. One day the slave had ran to another plantation. As she ran to another plantation, she, the master was calling for her and calling for her. Finally, she got back and the master, where you been at? She said, master, master, I had to go get something. He said, what? You lying? She said, no. She said, I need it. Look, master, look, master, I needed some soap. He said, she said, I'm so stink, I gag at my own smell. She said, Master, 500 cotton, pounds of cotton every day, but better than any man. I must be clean. The story was called 12 Years a Slave. 12 Years a Slave. Just for a moment, I want to talk about God predestined our steps. God predestined everything in our life. So when you look at this, she said, I will be clean. I will. Sometimes we go through things in our life. God allow it. But when you look in Psalms 37, read in your hearing verse 23 and 24, it says, a steps of a good man is ordered by the Lord. But my question to you, what about the steps of an evil man? Is the steps of an evil man ordered by the Lord? Well, the word ordered, it means to, to confirm, to establish. So what it's saying, the steps of an evil man, yes, it's ordered by the Lord. It's established by the Lord. It's con- confirmed by the Lord. Every decision that he makes out of his own basic free will, based on the knowledge, the information, the illumination that he makes, has been established by God. But God didn't create him to sin. He did his own sin. He made the decisions on his own. 
but his steps are all in the plan of God. God sees everything, every moment, every second, everything that we do, our steps. He's ordered by the Lord. Just for a moment, I'm going to talk about four things. I'm going to talk about your predestination. I'm going to talk about your path. Then I'm going to go on and talk about, guess what, your precious. But I want to close on the power of God. The power of God. Now look at right here. It says right here. When you deal with your predestination. Look at verse 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Look at predestined. All of our steps. All of us are predestined to something. Predestined to a destiny. It says in Jeremiah 1.5. God said before you were born. I ordained thee. I called thee to be a prophet. Everything that you happen in your life, I called, I ordered, I signed off on it. Predestined. And then look at us. When God looked at us and God called us, he already know our mess, our mistakes, and our mischief. Look, look, our mess. Every day we live, we get into some things coming in our life. We ain't even did anything. It just come in our life. It's called life issues. It could be bills. It could be not past due notices. It could be things with our children. No matter how good we do, we always seem to go two step back when we're trying to go forward. Why? It's just a mess in a falling world. But not only the mess. But not only the mess. The mistakes. Listen, we all have made mistakes from the pulpit to the door. We all have made mistakes. We did things wrong. We failed. Look at verse 20, 23. And it says this again. He says, he delight in his path. He like in the way that he go. He delight in the way that he go. Look at it. He delight. But when we fail, it doesn't surprise God. He knows it because he already seen it. He wants to see what we're going to do. We make mistakes. David made a mistake. Paul said, the good I would do, I do not. But the bad I do. He made mistakes. But then not only the mistakes, the mischief. Listen, we all sin woefully sometimes. We shouldn't do what we did, but we did it anyway. We know it's wrong to lie. We know it's wrong to steal. We know it's wrong to curse. But sometimes things just get on our nerve and we slip. We slip. We make mistakes. I'm I'm sorry. I I, I do it. Me and my wife over in my baby. We've been married 37 years. She's my honey bun sweet pie with some milk. She's my everything. And every time they got to come to church, she look at me and say, you always late, boy. You always late. You can't get up earlier. Get dressed. And you want me to speed. I am not speeding. So I, 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 I said, okay, fine. She don't want me to drive because I speed. So I said, okay, fine. But listen, we make mistakes. We woefully do things that we shouldn't do. We got sins that we hide and nobody know. You know what I mean? Secret sins. It could be pornography. It could be, guess what? An affair. It can be the thought of an affair. 
It can be that, guess what? You unhappy and you just tired of it. You're tired of putting on a, a role. You look like everybody look you look good from, from the choir to the pulpit to the congregation. Some of us are just tired. Because life just hitting us every day. And either it is a mess, a mistake, or a woeful sin. It just come in our life. But we gotta learn to deal with it. But everything happened predestined. By the full knowledge of God, by the will of God, he, he signed off and he allowed it to come in your life so you can see you and see him and see him. But not only that you predestined, look at the path. He said he knows the way. He, he delights in his way. That begins what? Check this out. Some of us ways are not right. Some of us go to the left too much. The left is the way of the world. Some of us go to the right, which is the right thing with God. Knowing God's word, understanding God, but then some of us go back. We go back to the thing that displeases us. Like in my Sunday school class this morning, it's like a dog that vomit, walk away, and come back and lick the same thing that makes him sick. What we do, we do the same thing over and over and over again. The path that we take is destroying us. We got to learn to don't, don't, just don't go back. Just don't stand still and be stuck. Don't want to move forward because we hurt from a past relationship. Don't move forward because someone hurt us in the ministry. Somebody hurt us in our lives. Somebody out of order. So guess what now? Because somebody out of order, guess what? You don't want to talk to them no more. You don't want to be bothered. You're stuck. And when you're stuck, you can never reach your purpose. Because you're stuck and don't want to move forward because you're dealing with too much pain. You got to learn, like Teddy Pendergrass say, you got to let it go. You got to let it go. It's another TKO. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, went, I went off. I went off for a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just got to, I'm sorry, I did. I went off. Everybody like, look like this. And I just went off. I lost the flow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. But look, let me, let me get back. Can't I? I'm just like my pastor. I'm sorry. Let, let, let me get back on track. You can't stay stuck. God know the path that you take. And God is delighted in the right turn, the right way, the right thing. But what happens sometimes, not only are we predestined, not only we, we take the wrong path, but look at the next thing that goes on, depression. It says that right here in verse 24, though he falls, he should not utterly be cast down. Listen to this. All of us fall. All of us do things that we shouldn't do. Didn't see it coming. It coming to hit us, and we fall. But we got to learn to get back up. We got to learn. So yeah, I, I did wrong. I fussed with my wife. Yeah, I, I cussed. I did this, and you know, I got angry with some people on my job, and now they're looking at me different. And guess what? The church looking at me different. Don't worry about people. Because listen to me. Listen, listen, listen to me. Listen. Everybody have already fallen. 
Because if you haven't fallen, you wouldn't be in church today. But you got a God that's able to pick you up, keep you up, you know what I mean? And hold you up and sustain you. You know why? He's a great God. He's a great king. He's Jehovah Jireh, my provider. Jehovah Nephi, my better, my better of victory. I see my brother back to Cleve and I'm looking at him, you know, and he was here and he made mistakes. And I told him, boy, he came up here and, and rededicated his life. I said, man, it take courage. You know, make it see, it's no, 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 when he did, do what it say, I don't care what people think about me. All I want to do is get my life right with God. And if it take me coming up, let everybody see my nakedness. Let everybody see my wounds. Well, I'm coming up. And I call him and he called me. I said, Cleve, you did good. You did good. You know what I mean? And that's what it is. Sometimes we got to be vulnerable. Be real. Stop being churchy. You know what I mean? You in the congregation, you got a good luck. You in the choir, you're doing that. And you, but you're churchy, but you're not real. You can never draw no boy to Christ the way you acting. But not only our predestination, not only our path, not only the pressure that hit so bad when the pressure hit. David did this. He killed Uriah, a man after God on hard. God already knew it was going to happen, but God still called him to be king. He said he killed Uriah. And when he did this, he woefully said, he went away. For a whole year, didn't tell nobody nothing. Then Nathan came to him very carefully about a story. Like, I like telling everybody don't want me to tell it. <laughs> a story about it. Look, he didn't even have one about a ewe lamb. And, and, and David, who did it? Who did it? And Nathan said, thou are the man. And it convicted him of what it is. Until he got in Psalms 51. He said, Lord, created me a new heart, Lord God. Wash me from the hyssop and I'll be clean. Created me, Lord, a new heart. Uphold me, Lord, with the right hand. David, and we all just like David, we fall. But we got to learn to get back up and let God sustain us. Let God keep us. Because we all are God's children. Every one of us. I love you all. And I know I get on people's nerve. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to be radical. Like I told you, I'm just going to be me. I don't got no time putting on no show for nobody. I'm going to act up. I'm going to split verb. I might mess up my English. But frankly, that's how it is. I was going to say like the lady said we're going in the wind. Frankly, my dear, I said, I better not go there. <laughs> but, 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 but the last point I will make is this. The power. Look at the power. He said, he said in verse 24, for the Lord uphold him with his hand. One verse says free spirit. That willing, willing spirit to guess what? To make the right decision. See, when you allow God to work in your life and you rest on God, you trust God, God will give you the power to act right. God will give you the power to do right. God will give you the power to think what You just got to yield to the Spirit of the Lord. No matter what's going on in your life, don't let life beat you down. Why? 
your steps are ordered by the Lord. Everything you took, God got you in your steps. You know why? Because God called you. God predestined you. He predestined your beginning. He predestined your end. So God knows everything in the middle. It's called that scientia media. It's called middle knowledge. Knowledge. God see everything you gonna do. And he's accepted. You know why? To make you a workmanship to his creation, to get you to the destiny, to get you to the end. You can't let Satan, you can't let wicked people beat you down. You got to be like, 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 as I close, you got to be like this song, The Temptations. Here I go. You got to be like The Temptation on a, on a rainy day. I got sunshine. On the month of May, when it's cold, it feels like the month of May. What makes you feel that way? My girl. What makes you feel that way? My girl. But when things get bad in your life and you don't understand it and you got bills up and down, you got your marriage funny and your husband look at you, why are you smiling? Because it's my God. My God. My God, no matter what's going on in your life, when you overwhelm, you gotta say, guess what? I'm sustaining, I'm standing strong because of my God. My God, He's upholding me. He's my lily in the valley. He's my wheel in the middle of the wheel. He's my refuge. He is my strength. He's my all in all. He's my nourishment. He's my water. He's my passion. He's my peace. He's my everything. He is my provider because he's Jehovah Jireh. My sin could do my banner of victory. You got to know who he is. He's God. He is worthy, worthy to be praised. Say yeah, yeah, yeah. Stand on your feet for one moment. Can you stand on your feet for one moment? Listen to me. Shock the devil. I know some of you are going through some stuff in your life right now this morning. But just raise your hand. Wave it in the air like you just don't care. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. God bless you. The Lord made his hands. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For this day. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. You may be seated. Uh, I'm going to ask all of the speakers to stand up. And I want you to give them all. Uh, applaud all of them. Dr. Jones, please stand. Barbara Arnold, please stand. Uh, Ed, please stand. Tanya, Gary, and, and Roy. Did they do a job? Did the Lord order their steps? Come on, let's give them a hand clap for these, these great teachers. And you have to understand, it was all planned by our own pastor, Dr. Raymond Maurice Gordon Sr. You may have a seat. Let's give this choir a hand clap as well. Just for a couple minutes, um, if there's someone in this congregation uh, that does not know our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I want 
you to raise your hand. And rather than raise your hand, I want you to come down front. And if you're having problems with that, let's look to the Lord in a word of prayer. Eternal God, who is almighty, we pray for the light of the gospel of the glory of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who is your very image. To be made known, Lord, to those who are lost or to those that are not sure, dear Lord. Draw them to yourself as we seek your face and ask you in your mercy. You will move to remove whatever is blocking their minds and their hearts to receive the gospel this morning. In Jesus Christ's name we pray with thanksgiving. Let all of God's children say amen. Amen. Do we have one? Come on, come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Come on down. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Oh my soul. Forget not his benefits. For our steps are ordered by him. Thank you, Lord. Now, do we have anyone that has been saved, that is saved, and does not have a church home? We're going to ask you to come on down. We're not perfect, but we're certainly forgiving here. Is there another one? All right, we're going to ask you to go with uh, Reverend on. We thank God for our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, in his absence. He has orchestrated this tag team of teachers and the subject matter. Uh, Dr. Gordon may not be here physically today, but the power of God and the results of our pastors are displayed right here today. Amen. Let's give him a hand clap. Dr. Gordon's teaching was sounded this day, and let us please keep our pastor in daily prayer so that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is favorable for his return. Amen. Uh, let us all stand. Let us look to the Lord. Father, continue your blessings upon our senior pastor, Dr. Raymond M. Gordon, Sr., his family, and the members of this congregation. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make face, make his face to shine upon you and the gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you love, peace, joy. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray with thanksgiving that all of God's children say amen. And let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Come down front and greet these potent teachers. Amen. Amen. Thank you.
I love SMBC because I've been a member here for over 20 years, and Pastor brings a word every Sunday. Ministry here is for the entire being. I love the way it touches the mind, the body, and the soul. Uh, we have women's ministries. Welcome to our world. I've gone to several churches before, and the truth that Pastor preaches about the Word, his leadership, and his vision is just pure. Welcome to our world. What keeps me coming back to St. Matthews is the youth program. They continuously put effort into the young, into the young mentors. Welcome to our world. Bienvenidos a nuestro mundo. Thank you.